coming off of a really solid performance in Summer League last night on today's Locked on Kings podcast. We're going to learn more about Kings rookie Colby Jones from his head coach at Xavier, Sean Miller. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all off-season long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC 10 News and... I'll be honest with you, last night's Kings Summer League game against the Los Angeles Clippers, it was a tough watch. Without Keegan Murray, the offense of this Summer League squad is significantly worse. No surprise there with how good Keegan Murray is, of course. But you would expect things to be a little bit better than what the Kings showed, especially in that brutal second quarter last night against the Clippers. Now, the good news is, as much as the Kings would love to win their third Summer League title, Winning games in the Summer League isn't as important as certain individual players who likely will have roster spots or do have an opportunity at the NBA, seeing them perform well. And that's what we got out of Colby Jones uh, last night. I thought he looked really, really solid. Uh, the For the majority of the game, Luke Louts, the, the Summer League head coach for the Kings, credited uh, Colby for really being the only one bringing the intensity and bringing that effort on offense that the Sacramento Kings needed throughout the entire night. He finished with 19 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, shot eight of 13 from the field, showed off that three-point game too with three of seven from three-point range. So a lot from that Colby Jones performance last night uh, to be excited about and to take away from. When you watch Colby, the reality is, even though he's an older rookie, like he's going to be fighting and 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 really scratching and clawing for, at best, a very end of the rotation spot. Like if if Mike Brown has a nine or ten man rotation, which I believe he's going to have, Colby Jones is going to be fighting to sneak his way into that that tenth and final spot at this point in time. That doesn't mean that he's not likely going to play at all next season. Uh, but I, I wouldn't expect Colby Jones to be inserted into the Kings rotation right away. But you can see through watching Colby Jones play, theoretically how he could fit, how at times he could uh, handle the ball himself, how defensively uh, he can certainly help the Kings with his defense on the wing, how he can space the floor with De'Aaron Fox out there, but is also capable of tacking the basket. And then his rebounding, like his rebounding is so solid for his size uh, that that's something the Sacramento Kings absolutely could use and could benefit from. So love what I saw out of Colby Jones last night uh, in Summer League. Hoping to see more of that as the Kings are back in action tonight. I think they're taking on the Chicago Bulls. So maybe the final score can be a little bit better. Maybe the game can be a little bit more entertaining. But I'm hoping to see more out of Colby Jones. I also thought Keon Ellis uh, looked really solid. Was doing a good job making the right decisions. Putting the ball on the floor and attacking when he needed to. Hitting that outside shot. Uh, when he needed to as well. It was cool to see the connection, the alley-oop connection between Jordan Ford uh, and Keon Ellis right out of the gate to put the Kings on the board as their first two points of the game. So there's there's positives to take away from last night's tough watch uh, 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 loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. On today's show, though, instead of hearing me just blab about Colby Jones because I know a decent amount about the guy through the research that I've done and through now watching him play in summer league a little bit. I don't know nearly as much 
as his head coach at Xavier, Sean Miller. Nice enough to join me here on the Locked On Kings podcast. Uh, this is a really fun conversation. Sean was excellent. And I, I'm telling you, if you're not excited about Colby Jones and what he could be for the Sacramento Kings, you can be realistic about what his role is likely going to be in, in maybe his lack of playing time right away, but still be excited about what he could potentially be for the Kings. If you weren't excited already, I think this conversation with Sean Miller will get you excited learning about not just the player, but the person that Colby Jones is. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with the head coach of Xavier men's basketball, Sean Miller. The more we see Colby Jones in summer league, the more Sacramento Kings fans get excited about what he can be for the Sacramento Kings. But Colby Jones has been tearing it up for Xavier for years. He has uh, definitely earned this opportunity uh, in the NBA. And to tell us a little bit more about what Colby Jones brings to the NBA, his head coach from Xavier, Sean Miller, joins me here. Uh, it's a pleasure, Coach, to talk to you. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me. First and foremost, what are the Sacramento Kings and specifically Sacramento Kings fans, this city, what are they getting in Colby Jones, both the basketball player and the person? Well, I'll start with the person, uh, you know, Colby is uh, as great of a, of a leader as a teammate, just as a person as as I've been around. Uh, he's the best of the best, you know, he's has the, the way he carries himself would be, uh, kind of an upperclassman who's almost like, if you can imagine, doesn't play, but is thrilled to be a part of your organization and team. That's how he carries himself. Just uh, doesn't have a big ego, is willing to do whatever you ask of him, whether it's sm the small things, uh, the big things off the court as an excellent student. As a matter of fact, he's going to graduate from Xavier in a little over three years. And I think sometimes what defines Colby is, you know, he wasn't a high school McDonald's All-American. It wasn't as if he, uh, since he's been 12, 13, 14 years old, told that he's the best of everything. You know, he's he's really quietly um, built his own brand and, and his game and uh, came to Xavier somewhat understated. Uh, in terms of on the court, you know, he was very well coached as a high school player. He saw that right away. I only coached Colby for one year, uh, and in the year that we were together, again, back to my point, whatever we asked of him, he did. He put in a ton of work uh, before practice and after practice in the offseason to improve his shooting, and uh, once that became a part of his overall game, then you know I, I think the rest is history because there's not a more well-rounded player that you're going to get in this year's NBA draft and Colby Jones. I really mean it. He checks the box, excellent offensive and defensive rebounder, guarded the other team's best perimeter player. Whether that was a point guard or a big small forward or a shooter, he drew the assignment game in, game out. You know, on offense, he led our team in assists as a 6'5", you know, wing player. Uh, not many players can say that. And then he shot in a high 30% from three. You know, obviously led our team to the Sweet 16. So incredibly well-rounded as a player, uh, somebody who checks the box in almost all areas. And then off the court, I just can't explain to you or put it into words, the maturity, the unselfish nature, and what a great person he is. 
I want to get back to the well-rounded part of his game in a second, but you mentioned coach, just the, the one year that you spent with him. What was that transition like for yourself and for him in, in, in changing coaches and adapting maybe to a new system? And and how do you expect him to do that at the NBA level now incorporating himself into Mike Brown's system in Sacramento? Yeah, you know, I, I think a year ago was great, a great training ground for what Kobe's about ready to do as a, as an NBA rookie learning a new system and a new game really. Right. Um, but you know, number one, he, Kobe is very smart. You know, sometimes a guy that's smart in the classroom, that doesn't mean he's smart on the basketball court, you know, vice versa. He happens to be able to do both. He's very, very bright off the court. And he's also very bright on the court. And I, I think that that's something that really stood out for me. He's a very willing learner, but he learns easily. And uh, that's something that Mike Brown will fall in love with. And if you watch him here early on, I would say that the Sacramento Kings are probably already well aware of that dealing with him, even in summer league. Uh, so I think his intelligence and his willingness to just do what the coach wants, uh, those two things come very, very easy to him. Um, and I think that he'll hit the ground running as a young player. One of the elements of Colby Jones that that I find to be rare, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, coach, or you can add context to this. For someone who is the the star of their team, the leader of their team, he has such a willingness to to do whatever is asked of him or to share the basketball or get his teammates involved or make the little plays and do the hard work on the defensive end that doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. Like, Can you speak to the unselfishness of, of Colby Jones and maybe how he can be a Swiss army knife in the NBA to where even immediately he can adapt and change his game or do the things that, that are necessary to the Kings winning and to getting him playing time, even as a rookie. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think the stat that really jumps out, you know, to back up, you know, what you just said was, you know, he had 158 assists as a six, five wing player combo guard. Uh, you know, not many of those types of players lead your team in assists. Um, and to do that, you know, you have to have the skill level, but you also have to have the know-how. And, and I think one of the, the things that's really going to help Colby have a great career is he's highly intelligent on the court. Like he really understands the game both on offense and on defense. And if you watched him play in college, there were times when you could have made the statement that he was the Big East's best rebounding guard, best rebounding wing player, whether that's on the offensive glass, defensive glass, statistically, he's had games against America's best teams just from a rebound perspective that really gets your attention. And you think about what I said about his assist. The final piece for Colby, though, was just developing confidence in his shot and shooting the ball more often, regularly, not only in games, but in practice, et cetera, falling in love with that part of the game. I'm going to improve my shooting. And he worked, he put a lot of work in leading into last season and it translated. A year earlier, he was a 29% college three-point shooter. This year, for most of the year, he was right at around 38% at times even higher. And I think the work that he's put in this spring and summer leading into uh, where he's at right now, he just, he just going to continue to grow in that, in that area. So when you add his shooting ability to the things that you mentioned, the well-roundedness and all the other things that he does, including his mindset defensively, you have a unique young player where I think a lot of times the NBA has to take the responsibility 
to teach. Kobe will show up very, very well-versed, almost like an older veteran. I think you'll find that to be the case. That'll be one of his greatest strengths. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs makes you look good. Their stretch khaki pants and shorts are perfect for everyday wear, but they look nice enough also uh, for you to use them if you're dressing up a little bit. I've shared with you that I've used their khaki shorts uh, and, and their shorts in general uh, when I'm going out golfing. I think they're really, really comfortable golf shorts. Not too hot. You can maneuver around in them. They're very, very comfortable uh, and something that I've included into my everyday wardrobe. They're also great vacation shorts, by the way, too, using them when I was down in uh, in Cancun uh, on the cruise to uh, Mexico. If you want to check out all of their products, all of their comfortable uh, uh, pants, shorts, all of the uh, the products that they have to offer, you can go out uh, to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA right now. And if you find something that you want, which I almost guarantee you, you will, you can enter our promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler with your first purchase. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. It's really cool. I have one. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I absolutely promise you that. Colby's coming off of a game where he shot the ball really well in, in, in Vegas summer league last night. So we saw some of that on display coach that to make such a big jump in one year from, like you mentioned, 29% to, to flirting just shy of, of 38%. How much of that was confidence? And what I really wanted to ask you about was like, how was his shot selection? Cause looking at, uh, looking at film and stuff like that, it seemed like even shots that he's missing, he's taking good shots. He wasn't necessarily forcing things from the perimeter, which sometimes you'll see players do when they're trying to work themselves out of a little shooting funk. Yeah, no doubt. He took great shots this year. Uh, yeah, I was, I think in some ways the secret sauce, you know, you take good ones, you have a better opportunity to make them, but you know, he shot a high percentage from two. I mean, he shot over 50% from two, which in my experience as a college coach, you know, that's a stat from a guard that you look at because to me, those are the guys that seem to translate and are able to have an NBA type of career. You know, can you really score at a high level in college inside the arc? And Colby's Wood is able to do that. His three-point shooting improved, no doubt. He took better shots uh, and he took more of them as well. You know, that's the other part of the confidence. If you're taking one a game, you know, you take a game off, Come, come back and take two, take three in a game and take two more games where you barely take any, you know, you can only be, be so good. If you look at his attempts, he was very consistent in taking, you know, multiple threes each game. And I think his percentage reflected the quality and the confidence and also the improvement. I mean, he put a lot of work in. And uh, I think that's the other part of Colby that we didn't really address. He's got a great work ethic I and mean, he'll be, in the gym and whatever the Kings ask him to improve, he'll be hard at work to make sure that he does that. Again, when you're bright, you're unselfish, you're a winner. Colby won in high school, a big reason that we won this past year. And, you know, we were 15 and five in the Big East and uh, and we were in the Sweet 16. We won 27 games. Last year, the Big East, clearly one of America's great conferences with UConn in it. We beat UConn twice. Uh, you know, again, Colby had a lot to do. He was in the center of it all. 
Thank you for bringing up his rebounding earlier because that might be the thing that excites me the most and a lot of people here in Sacramento the most about his game. That was a weakness of the Sacramento Kings last season to a point where Mike Brown was asking and demanding everybody rebound as a team, not just relying on the on the bigs to clean up the glass. What makes Colby Jones such a good rebounder for his size? Well, he's physical and he's got great ability. I mean, he goes after the ball. Um, he's not scared of contact at all. You know, to me, rebounding for him comes very naturally. Uh, he'll rebound his position. And uh, that's something that I think he's done his entire career. With, I don't know how familiar you are with the Sacramento Kings. The They finally ended their playoff drought and now are looking to turn the, the page towards turning into a, a championship contender. So this is a two-part question. The first part is based off your knowledge of the Kings, like his fit with De'Aaron Fox as a shooter. And, and, and like, what do you think about his fit in Sacramento and his ability to, to impact winning? And then like the, the second part of that is to be an older rookie, which is something that Monty McNair, Kings general manager, actually tends to, to gravitate towards. He likes older rookies that come in with maybe a little more of an NBA-ready body and can make more of an immediate impact versus being kind of a developmental project. How, uh, how do you think Colby Impact can actually impact winning right away? Well, I could speak to a couple of things. You know, from a physical perspective, strength, conditioning, you know, Colby's 5% body fat, you know, he's – He's over 200 pounds, 6'5". I mean, he's as physically strong as you're going to get leaving college and going to the next level. I mean, that that that's already a, a done deal there. And you're right, he's a little bit older and mature. But, no, I, I would think, and just me knowing Mike Brown from a distance and as a coach, you know, he loves skill level. He loves uh, ball movement. You know, loves the ball having energy and unselfish team play. You know, that really jumps off the page when you watch the Kings play. You know, they have great pace, but the ball moves, and they're really unselfish. They share it. You know, Kobe instinctively is that type of player. Like, that's not something that will take him very, very long to fit in and feel out. He's going to understand concepts right away, and he's a two-way player. He has the know-how and the body and the physicality to defend, especially comparing him to other rookies. And I also think you know, the style of play that he has leading our team and assist, being able to do a lot of different things, being a smart player, he'll fit right into Mike Brown's system. And, and look, I think when the coach and the staff learn to trust you, that you know what to do and how to do it, you know, that's, that's almost half the battle for a young player. And uh, that's something I'm very confident in that Colby will bring to the table. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Therapy and mental health is extremely important in 2023. I was a skeptical non-believer in therapy, and it wasn't that I didn't think therapy could help me. It was that I didn't think my problems were big enough or serious enough to require therapy. And I think that's a, a a big deal to a lot of people. Like, of course, anyone who's who has any kind of mental illness that they're dealing with or anyone who's battling like depression or has some serious trauma or issues like that, that they need to unpack therapy is, is phenomenal. And I not just encourage you, I implore you to go and give therapy a try if you're battling with anything like that. But a lot of us are just dealing with like small things in daily life that that frustrate us or that uh, that, that bother us, get under our skin a little bit, or that we don't necessarily know how to handle or how to get over. It could be a wide range, range of things. 
And therapy can help you get through and handle all of them in a healthy way. It's a great way of taking care of yourself, just like going to the gym is. I encourage you to give therapy a try. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, use BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and here's the cool part. If for some reason the therapist that you get matched with right away doesn't click with you, because it's important to have a good, strong connection with that therapist, like I do with mine, TJ, if it, if it doesn't necessarily work for you right away, then you can switch and, and find and look for another therapist and, and kind of try the different ones out for no extra cost. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash NBA. A lot of the narrative on draft night or, or after draft night was the Sacramento Kings got a first round talent in Colby Jones early in the second round. They were able to make a good trade with their actual pick and find a way to move up in the second round uh, to to grab Colby, which suggests how much the Kings actually wanted him. him for, but from your perspective, coach, watching him for the whole last season front row seat on the bench. Was there a moment for you this season or maybe a compilation of moments? And maybe it happened even in practice where I was like, yeah, Colby is ready for this next step. And and specifically, if you could share like details of what you saw that said he's ready. Yeah. You know, I think the true test, if you're in a great conference, like we are here at Xavier in the big East, you know, road games are very, very difficult. You know, you're, you're going against a, you know, an angry crowd, a passionate, rabid fan base. In our conference, we're very fortunate. You think about the arenas we play in, you know, they're sold out. Many of them are NBA arenas. Uh, you learn a lot about your team. You learn a lot about your best players in that environment. You know, those moments of truth, January, February basketball in the Big East Conference on the road in a meaningful game. And, you know, at Marquette this past year, we had a couple injuries and we we're playing really shorthanded. You know, I didn't really know how it was going to go. Marquette obviously was an excellent team, crazy uh, fan base, uh, packed house. You know, and Colby really willed us to the finish line. We ended up losing the game on a tip-in. But the only reason that we were in it was simply because he just rose to the challenge and played at the highest level you can play at as a college player, where he literally did everything for us when we were shorthanded. You know, ditto late in the year at, at Providence. You know, Providence was playing uh, meaningful games, one of their last home games playing for the NCAA tournament. They had won, I think, 35 in a row. And again, Kobe really put us on his back, especially in the second half of that game. And he was the best player on the court. And, you know, when you do it in front of the crowd, the away crowd against a great opponent, a really good coach and meaningful games, you know, that's when I think I, I've always felt like that translates to being that next level player. And Kobe was able to show that really time and time again in those big, big games that we had a year ago. I, I go back to UConn. UConn obviously won the national championship and he had a great, great group. In both games against UConn, Colby was terrific, both on defense and on offense. Finally, Coach, speaking of the crowd, De'Aaron Fox has spoken before about how the Sacramento fan base reminds him so much of, of Kentucky, reminds him so much of a college town uh, because of just the the kind of one major sport atmosphere, how rowdy the fans get. 
Can we expect Xavier fans to follow Colby here to Sacramento? Uh, maybe see some Xavier jerseys. I think I saw, or we we had a couple pictures of a, a few Xavier jerseys actually at the California Classic and the Golden One Center a couple weeks ago. But how how much can Sacramento Kings fans expect Xavier fans to be involved in 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 Kings fandom now and following Colby and uh, through his uh, NBA journey? Yeah, Matt, I mean, if you know anything about our program, I mean, we, we don't have a football program on our campus, you know, a Jesuit school of 6,000 students, you know, basketball has been the front porch of our basketball, of our university for almost four decades, you know, we've been in different conferences along the way, but you think about Tyrone Hill, Brian Grant played with the Kings, you know, James Posey, David West, uh, you know, many, many players between then in Colby, but uh, whether it's our student section or our fans, when you say Xavier University, it's synonymous with college basketball. So we're Colby's a long way from home, you know, being on the West Coast, but I don't think you have to worry about uh, Xavier fans all over the world supporting Colby as an NBA player and really supporting the Sacramento Kings because they chose him and they made a wise move. Well, Coach, congratulations to you. Uh, it's a testament to yourself and your program and the university, uh, the the player in person that Colby is. We look forward to seeing him uh, in Kings Purple consistently, especially helping this team hopefully uh, bring a championship to Sacramento one day. Uh, it, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Hopefully we can stay in touch and, and, and chat about Colby as his journey continues. But I appreciate you taking the time, sir. Thank you so much. My pleasure, man. I'm glad to be on with you. It was a pleasure talking with Coach Miller. Really enjoyed uh, uh, just chatting with him about Colby Jones and it was great to hear also a little bit about Xavier fan base and the Xavier program there uh, at the end. I saw plenty of Keegan Murray, Iowa jerseys inside the Golden One Center last season. Would love to see some uh, Colby Jones, Xavier jerseys there as well. If you're a Xavier fan listening to this podcast, maybe it's the first time. Welcome. Love having you here. Hope you'll stick around. Hope you, the, the Sacramento Kings will become your team now that Colby Jones uh, is here and, and hopefully here to stay and help the Sacramento Kings win a championship. So uh, welcome in. I appreciate you. In fact, if you're new, if you're a fan of Xavier, a fan of Colby Joneses, let me know. Hit me up in the comment section or if you're watching on YouTube at Matt, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at MattGeorgeSack or email me MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. But Coach Miller was phenomenal. It was excellent to speak with him and talk a little bit of basketball on Colby Jones with him. And like I said, you probably are more excited about Colby Jones now, even if you were excited about him before. You're probably more excited about him now after hearing from Coach Miller. Appreciate uh that conversation appreciate uh, him taking the time here despite being very busy, even though it is the, uh, the off season for him. So next the Kings and the bulls tonight. And I also have coming up later this week, a conversation with Tony East from the locked on Pacers podcast, learning a little bit more about Chris Duarte. And Tony is going to share with us why he feels that this trade for the Sacramento Kings was a great trade for them so uh we'll talk to him about that going forward plus more great guests more great content coming for you here on the locked on kings podcast can't wait to have you join me on the next episode until then my name is matt george you've been listening to locked on kings part of the locked on podcast network